Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws, and today I'm joined by another podcasting legend, <laughs> a, young, a young man from the other side of the pond, um, makes a change for me to say that. Uh, welcome to the show, Nick Longo. Thank you, man. Good to be here, dude. Finally, we, we, great. we got this to work. I know, no, yeah. it's great to have you. It's been quite nice watching watching you on kind of what you've been up to, which we're going to talk about tonight. Sure. But before we do, because obviously our audience is split, kind of design and photography, just like who are you in a nutshell? Yeah, if, if somebody come up to you in the pub and said, Nick, what do you do for a living? Perfect. I, I have no problem saying I'm just a graphic designer. I think it starts there. I, I love everything about design and branding, and that's been kind of something I just even remember as a kid, you know, it's like the, the brands and the, and the graphic design that you looked at and admired and, and how it communicated to you, it made an impact. And years later, once I, you know, kind of was figuring out what to do, I discovered it in school and uh, never looked back. It became the thing that was like 100% what I would make my living at and what I would do. Um, I love every ounce of it. I love just learning new things. I love exploring new things. Uh, I love mentoring. Um, in the past, kind of my, my career has gone from packaging was probably the first thing that I got really attacked, uh, attached to um, and liked because it took 2D to 3D and it was such a whole other experience for me. And for many, many years, I worked in toys and promotions. Um, and what was cool was, too, we had an office in London, so we got to spend a lot of time with our colleagues and our counterparts there in, in London. And we did toys for every manufacturer in the world. So we did them for uh, all the fast food chains, the QSR chains, uh, Kellogg's and Kraft worldwide. So again, it was like getting to do okay. things for different regions, understanding, uh, working with properties and licensings from all the studios. And then, you know, once that kind of got to a point, I was like, got to the, the level I'd always hoped for. Um, that's when I decided to kind of just say, let's, let's take this experience and move elsewhere and start my own gig. Um, I found I was getting really uh, tired of saying no to these uh, extra offers and, and opportunities that would always come to me because of this full-time gig was just you know, running me crazy and I could never say yes to anything. Um, and n now it just seems like the perfect kind of storm of all these things that I get to do and it keeps me entertained. It keeps me as excited as ever in design, learning and never stopping to kind of understand all that stuff. Um, and in, in addition to that and running my own thing, we're mostly in food and beverage uh, and restaurant design. And yeah. uh, I started two podcasts over the years. One I joined, which was a fun story because it was basically my favorite podcast that I was a listener of. And oh, wow. I wrote into the Deeply Graphic Design cast and mentioned, hey, if you're looking for a host, I'd love to come on board. That was seven years ago. So it's been a while. Uh, I, feel, I still feel like I'm the new kid on the block with them because <laughs> the two, Wes and Mikkel, have been doing it since day one. Um, and then myself and a good buddy of mine uh, based out of Portland here, Jordan Wilson, we started one called The Creative Course. And it really was... Um, kind of a tangent uh, off of what I do as a teacher at Cal State Northridge here in Los Angeles. And it was just a way to say, you know, there's so, you know, you know, because we've, we've met at, at Max and Crop and stuff. Yeah. There's so many young designers looking for any advantage of how to learn and, and learn from people that have been doing it. And so we put that together as a, a unique way to kind of put courses out into the world and, and hopefully help them figure it out. 
So that's kind yeah. of everything in a nutshell, man. <laughs> and that concludes it. That concludes the episode. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank Nick for joining. No, that's good because I mean, just just like going back to the very beginning there, that mm-hmm. it's really lovely because, like I say, I know you and we've we've bumped into each other. But yeah, I only know you through what through what I see of you, which is kind of your online brand, which we will talk about. Yeah, but I love that thing of what when i get asked you know what why graphic design what what put you on that path mm-hmm. and i go back all my memories go back to being a kid and, and packaging and mm-hmm. wrappers and, and gum cards and you know all these things that obviously st- stuck in my head and made me think that's the thing that excites me exactly most. yeah to find myself in a career in it that obviously i mean i don't know how old you are nick uh, i just hit like 50 Oh, you're yeah, joking, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I paid you younger than yeah. that. Yeah. Forty. Um, so we. I'm. I'm 54. Yeah. So you were what? You were born. Uh, what? 70. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So we. You know, we grew up in a time with no computers. We. We had. Like I said to Mark, I interviewed Mark Hirons from Creative Waffle and said it's really funny. Like you're 22 and I was 22. Just think, just the thought of going out on my own. Yeah wasn't a thing back then yeah you did an apprenticeship you got a job so when you kind of your brain went graphic design's my thing i mean kind of how old were you when you made that call to go out on your own like i i need to do my thing oh wow it took a long time i i i think i'm ingrained that you get your job and you and you you learn from others and you get a paycheck and you do all that stuff um I always, in the back of my mind, said I'd love to do it on my own at one point. But gosh, you know, things were going well. The career part went great, and I loved everything I did. And uh, I got to work for great companies. I got to work for great with great partners. Uh, not only people, but the brands I got to work with were. It was like having, you know, all star jobs at all these different places: Disney and Marvel and Lucasfilm and and things. And like, yet I was working for a company that no one knew the name of, because we were. The, the people behind the scenes of it, right? And so I, it was like this little, you know, secret weapon job that I was like, I kind of dug. <laughs> and it was great. And I'm, I don't look back and, and regret in anything. I mean, it was such a cool thing. But I think what happened was once I kind of ro- rose up and led our office here in, in, in LA, I was starting to see signs and I was starting to see, you know, the real thing behind the curtain that wasn't, I was now more of a salesperson than I was a creative. Mm. I was more of an HR person than I was of a creative. And that was just kind of taking its toll a little bit. Um, and I was like, is this what I wanted? Like, wouldn't it be great to go back to like working one-on-one with someone and helping them create their brand, you know, and create their story. And, and, um, and it, it didn't, it was not flying colors from day one by any chance. It was no, figure, right. Okay. It's like figuring out a whole new um, way to work. But I feel like what the one avenue I had that was probably my strongest thing was the communication, the customer service, the the being able to present, being able to get on an email and a call and explain my 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 critique or whatever it was to a, a new client. And that was the thing that I was like, hey, I'm not the best designer in the world, but I can sure slam dunk that side so the confidence came more there than i would say uh as the design talent and so it, then yeah. it was finally yeah okay let me try this on my own i i i hate to say like i i it was kicked in the the butt to do it but it was like there was enough writing on the wall that you know like this has got to happen oh definitely yeah. yeah there's there's it's all about timing and when when people sort of say i've got a plan and i'm going to do this on on x day i think you 
if you're too rigid in that way of thinking, you you miss opportunities, but you just know when the time's right. Yeah, and, yeah. And that moment, that just that one opportunity just feels like all the stars have lined, all the planets have lined. It's, yeah, I can do this. Yep. So rather, rather than me talk about something I've always spoken about, I'm going to ask you the question. Yeah is you obviously now mentor and you teach, mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about all the things sure. that you do as we go through this. So now that you're teaching and you're, you're mentoring younger students, because I said this to Mark the other night, I think, like you just said, there's a lot of benefit to be gained from working for a company, mm-hmm. from, from working in a business with other people. How do you convey that to your students now? Because a lot of them now, they come out of school and they, I've seen the dream. I want, you know, I want the dream. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I want to work for myself. Look, I've got three logos on Dribble that are really cool. I can do this. So Open shop tomorrow, your, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What, where's all my clients? Why is the phone not ringing? So what, what, how do you convey that to your students when you hear that? I've brought in an army. I bring in every other designer friend or colleague or associate to tell them the same story I do. And that's like, you owe it to yourself to learn under somebody else's, you know, dime under their responsibility, all that other stuff. Like you, you could barely do your taxes. Why, why do you think you can start a, a company where, uh, at what level, all those little buckets that you should be a master of, or at least know of all those buckets to start a company, which one is overflowing? And if they don't, yeah. if they can't answer that question, it's like, even if it was just skill alone and all the other buckets were like, were empty, I, I still would be like, not enough. You know, you know, you got to know how to compromise with people. You got to know how to walk their hand through something. You got to know how to price out an estimate and, and convey your value. Like there's probably one or two students I'd say who have that natural vibe. And I, I, I they're probably more on the illustrative or hand lettering, um, zone that there's some people knocking on their door already and i could be like hey do that in addition to your job don't let that be what you go right into and make a living out of um then i've shown them people who have done that and failed and yes and quite honestly left the the creative industry because they were so frustrated and the work their company didn't take off at age 23 and and so like without all that other um, insight, uh, you're, you're just giving yourself an, a, a very bad chance of survi- of making it. And you could just completely walk away and find something else. I hate to yeah. see that happen. And that's where that whole anxiety thing comes in because it's that it's all that pressure. And that's the thing I've said is I'm, I'm so grateful that I, I actually did engineering. I worked for a big print company doing uh, spare parts an admin that was the first time i ever got to get my hands on apple mac and cork mm-hmm. express uh, the first color pc paint shop pro that was my first introduction but as i went on i then worked for a quarry company i did sales i did admin i finally got into marketing in my 30s i i i was so glad that by the time i'd hit marketing i'd worked for family businesses i worked for my dad mm-hmm. i worked for a big company and I, I learned the skills. I, you know, I had to do sales. I had to do admin. I knew the things that were behind the job that I was doing. You know, when I'm marketing, my job isn't for me to make make, make me feel good about a logo. Yeah. My job was to be able to help these guys do their job and the company sell whatever it was selling. You know, the, the widgets. 
and I could bring that into my job. Whereas now, when I do speak to designers and, and they're very much like kind of dribble led or behance led with a, hey, I've, you know, I had a logo in Logo Lounge. Yeah. I've made it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. So the guy that came to you for the logo, and this is where I, I see you as a brand specialist. This is like the first thing I wrote down, Nick, <laughs> brand specialist, is this is the other, this is the other pitfall. So you made a logo. Great. First of all, Coca-Cola aren't going to come and hire you because they want a team. That's why they pay pentagram a million, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever. You've made the logo, but what else, you know, there's other stuff that goes with yeah, this. Yeah, and, and you don't know about it because you've not been in the environment or that's the side of it you've not looked at. Yeah. So I think what you're, what you're doing in terms of kind of teaching versus being a designer, we'll start with the designer, is you obviously are teaching what you've learned. Mm-hmm. But I can see from your work, you're a damn fine graphic designer. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks. And you, are, and you obviously, and it and it shows that you must love it. Yeah. Because the because the detail in your work. So let's talk about Nick, the designer, mm-hmm. first. Cool. Um, obviously, you started in packaging design, which I think is a skill in itself. Yeah. Because there's a certain way of thinking. Yeah. Um, what? Why packaging? What was that kind of? you started yeah. with that and then it's obviously flourished and i can see that in your work thank you man i really appreciate that i, I would say i look i just dawned on me i think why it why it made a difference I, there's a certain amount of like encouragement and like recognition i think we all want right uh, in a certain way and maybe the graphic design part anything that was doing 2d flat print um what i don't know if it was really telling the world friends family whoever what you what you technically were doing but the day i could walk into a shop and and pull something off of a shelf and say like i did this and it was more dimensional it had front back top inside right instructional sheet um uh maybe it was part of then we got to work on the the communication of the advertising for it and the how it was positioned in the commercial and all these other things and so maybe it was just taking all the things that we love and amplifying it on a whole other level where it was so much more tangible and it was something that you technically can put in your hand and, and, and actually observe and look at and really, and touch and feel, right? Because then there's inks and there's papers and there's all those other, there's material choices you can, you can mess with. I think that was, that was probably what it was. Um, I love the challenge too of not just being so one dimensional with here's my art, what's going to bleed, here's the trim, but what about how's it going to, turn and go across the corner of a box how is it going to look if it's on a cylinder shape right all that stuff like it's so different um so i think that was just that was that was my way of kind of going man this is this is really cool doesn't it feel great when you've got something you've designed and you can walk someone into a shop and go come 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 i mean i'm yeah. sure you've done it i know i've done oh, it hundreds of you times stand, you stand in a shop by the <laughs> thing you made just hoping to go oh yeah you, you're looking at this coffee i actually designed the wrapper exactly and thinking, oh, great why are you standing there? <laughs> but, <laughs> but i like all that um I did a talk at Photoshop World and it was talking about emotional design. Yeah. So that is the experience of the of it having a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay okay doing the flat stuff, it's on screen. But when you can walk in a shop and you see, wow, this company wants to make tens of thousands of pounds for its business based on this product. Yeah. And I was the person who 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 put this together, this whole branding package, like the way it looks, the way it looks in certain light, the experience of picking it up that's something that 
a lot of people don't even realize that they make a decision when they go in a shop that they do pick one brand yes. over another yes. because of it and they go i'm not a designer i can't draw and i say but you you are a designer because you have a preference for a for a type of design that makes you make decisions so there's the an, an emotional attachment and a lot of us now keep packaging apple being you know, no one ever throws the packaging for an Apple product away. I gotta, right? Yeah, I've got a cupboard full of them, right? <laughs> All the way down to the first one I ever bought. You you can't get rid of it. Um, I, yeah. I like to think of it as it's persuasive too. It's it's more than ever. I was just watching a great seminar today. It was talk, showing how people's eyes track shelves and these people wore particular glasses to see what attracts them faster on a shelf. And I, I was, that was, I was glued to it because I was like, what is this madness? Like, this is amazing. It was eye tracking people's perceptions and and preferences of product. And so that's exactly what I tell students of what I tell my clients is like, we're persuading someone to pick your thing up right next to the competitor who has probably spent 10 times more in some cases. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the exciting part is that evens the playing field, you know, these, a, a smaller design brand shop, is could be up against you know a a, a very big hundred thousand dollar project from another client, um, and so if we can if we can succeed there, that that's a pretty amazing feat, a hundred percent for design. I love, especially with packaging. I uh, the same that that same talk that I do because it's all about how um, how to get inspired by graphic design. Yeah, and the other thing, a bunch of slides I show was. I gave the example, if if I go on the internet and I'm going to design something, a product, so let's say I want to make a specific thing. Sure. And I go on the internet and I type that thing in and I see the most popular one. So I will take that and I will copy the style. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will replicate. I will steal the artwork, make my own thing. And if then if I put that on the internet and go, hey, I've just... Um, just come up with this you know design for this product that i'm gonna do and people will be going dude you've just copied that <laughs> yeah and you go uh okay and you get absolutely slaughtered so the example i gave is i have two slides full of images of a, of the same thing and why is it only in supermarkets are they the only ones who can get away with stealing mm -hmm. another person's brand so i had all these packets of oreos but they weren't Oreos. There were 20 different brands of Oreo-type biscuits that all the packaging was blue, Oreo, white writing. Go in and look at the cereals, the, the, yeah. the shop yeah. own cereals, the butter, the jam. They are all designed to look like the brands, yes. and they can perfectly get away with it. Is it because it's a commodity? It's like it's almost like it's 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 below five bucks. Like I, I, I wonder what the threshold is, right? Like it's kind of interesting to, to under, to realize why we're not challenging that. Whereas other stuff totally get what you're saying, you know, um, like do you give the store uh, a little permission to do that because it's just the <laughs> store. But on the flip side, now some of those, um, some of those uh, store own, you know, brands are rivaling the, the, the yeah. best design out there. Um, that we did a whole project on that where my students had to do, they had to pick a, a, a local grocery chain and give them a whole new um, uh, everyday look. We call it like the everyday brand, you know, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and man, the amount of inf uh, research and stuff we looked at and stuff, some of the best stuff coming out. Look, uh, our target out here has proprietary brands of their own that look better than high-end stuff at more premium 
places of retail. Yeah. So go figure, right? It's at least I'm glad someone's taking that and, and running with it, you know? Yeah, and, and some of those smaller brands, like the, the small coffee shops mm-hmm. and the people making smaller produce and smaller products that are actually coming out. And, and it's not just it's not just they're kind of creating a new brand look, but like you say, the, the taste and the quality mm-hmm. is great and in some cases better. Yeah. And, and our, mental, our mental shift has gone from buying, you know, Kellogg's to buying this kind of Jordan's Country mm-hmm. Nut. <laughs> I know. I know. Some of like the smaller brands, mm-hmm. like you go and say, uh, like Innocent used to be one in the UK, okay. and then Coca. I think it's Coca Cola bought Innocent. So oh wow! Okay. In- Innocent isn't like the little, you know, country brand, but the packaging was so simple. It was. It looked great on the shelf. It was really eye catching. Mm-hmm. It was new. Someone hadn't seen that before. And I, I love it. I mean, I'm constantly, every time I walk through a supermarket, and that's yeah. why I love coming to America, because when I walk through Target, it's like the chocolate factory. <laughs> yeah, all I know. the packaging yeah. is, yeah. I, I, my, my brain melts because there's all this different packaging and, and labeling and stuff that I'm not used to. And I end up buying stuff I don't even know I did the is. same thing when I was in London. I, I, I would go to the, <laughs> it, Marks and Spencer, was it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, there was one right down the road from our, our office. I'd, I'd go in there just to, to buy candy or something because I just love their branding. I loved everything about it. And um, and isn't it funny? I think that's a big uh, – I've always admired when we got to – we did weekly, if not more, um, video calls with our teams in all the different countries that we were. And I, I found – it was funny. They'd go say the same thing about us. We'd say the same thing about them. And we never – we're like, really? You like the stuff here? And they'd say the same thing. But it's just different enough and it's new. Like we don't see it on a daily basis. So when you do see something in another uh, area of the world, it's pretty, it's pretty in- inspiring. I-, I I took a lot of it with me. It's good stuff. Yeah. You know. And the thing is, is like that if you get that packaging on point. I mean, what's inside could taste like sawdust. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will. We will go. I'm buying that because it's just got a cool packaging and and. It just tastes awful, and then but then like you say, you can get awful packaging. Tastes amazing. No one will ever try because mm-hmm. the packaging looks awful. So yeah. I I love I just love going into looking at packaging and brand like branding especially, which is the next thing I want to sure. talk to you about. Yeah. As, as I said, you to me are a, are are now a, what I'd call a branding specialist. If I had a question mm-hmm. about branding, you'd be the person I'd contact. Nice. Right. Just because that's that's how I see your work. Is you know you mm-hmm. teach. You've done Adobe Live. You've been, you're on CancelCon. You've done LinkedIn. You've done Dribble. You've done Behance. You've. Uh, when I see you speak, it's always like, okay, I, see, I know where they've got Nick on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so from so from that yeah. kind of uh, branding thing that you're now teaching is what what specifically? Because it because it is such a wide thing. Yeah. If I say gave you uh, like half our audience uh, of photographers, mm-hmm. you know how do you approach this is like a really really vague question but how do you approach somebody coming to you and kind of saying nick how do i think about what i need yeah there's you can break it down into a few different things i think the number one thing is to think about um what my first slide in like my very first class each semester says if you can create desire you win right so if, if your brand creates someone uh, who desires or wants your product the same the way a dude walks out of an Apple store 
holding that first box of whatever version has come out right now. That's the slide I have. It's this guy coming out. It's 400 people around him going, you are the man, right? Like, you, you got the new... And it's probably like the iPhone 7 or something. Because, yeah. you know, now we get it all delivered at home. I'm sure that you're the same. I, know. I, I haven't waited, waited in a line for many, many years. But I think it's that whole idea of creating that desire. And then how do you do it? And it, by breaking it down into considering your brand either your personal brand or the brand you're making that's on shelves um, is a person. How would you describe it, right? As a personal brand, it obviously should be you. And you write down those attributes attributes of you. Who are you as a person? What value do you bring? And this works as the company or an offering too. Uh, what is your unique differentiation, right? What benefit do you bring? Not what Not what features do you have, but what benefit do you bring the potential consumer that is gonna be connecting with you or customer. And we use things like, there's a great book called The Architect Archetypes of Branding. And this book breaks down your brand as if it was a person. So as an example, is, is your brand a magician? Something like Disney, right? Are they the creator like Apple? Um, are they the um, the regal um, like royalty, like Rolex? like so? You yeah. imagine if you start thinking of brands as these uh, archetypes, and you could just Google it. You don't even need the book. There's tons of great free stuff online for this. And then it starts, the, you have these pillars of a brand, and the pillars are who you are as a person, how do you, what's your brand's voice, right? What's your brand's tone? Because uh, copy, you know, let's face it, as much as I want to say design is front and center, especially in today's world and with everything we're going through now, copy, messaging, is truly key and your your design has to just follow it and and be appropriate mm. to it um i really feel like a, a good creative should also be a great kind of copywriter or tagline writer um obviously if you're going big time into a lot of copy hire a friend or someone you know to help you out with it but we should be just as good in coming up with a tagline or a headline uh, as we are in our design. So you build all these things and now it becomes like your brand system. Who And these are the things we had these people on yesterday that were talking about how important brands are right now considering what everything's happening. And you need to stick to that core. So if a crazy event like what's happening right now happens, does Amazon or Apple completely veer off that who they are? No, they stay right on track with who they are. Mm. Apple is the creator, and their one ad that they came out with at this whole thing says creativity lives on, and they showed how people are being creative under these circumstances. Amazon did the same thing. It was all about ease and convenience. That's who they are, and their message went from a Super Bowl ad that was all about that to one that was released just a week ago that is talking about the current situation. So you don't veer off that. Those are the cornerstones of who you are as a brand, you would you 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 can obviously manipulate and turn them uh, to the times, but it shows if you do go off completely, you're not being uh, uh, your customers will see that a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you that. You know, if you become like um, people who are doing impersonations, mm -hmm. it, it's you, you just keep being so many other people. It's like, well, who who is he today? And that's what I say about brand is like your your brand as, as Nick Longo. Is what I think of you. Uh -huh. Is what I see of you. How you portray yourself and how I will talk to you, talk about you to others. Gotcha. Uh, 
uh, yeah. and that's exactly right. It's exactly it. Is you have yeah. to consider all those things, and it used to drive me mad that when I was doing my graphic design work, and I'm speaking to small businesses, like single single people yeah. up to small small businesses, and they automatically think the brand is their is a logo. I need a logo. No. That's my brand. No, no. It's like you need to think about who you are what you're doing i mean even just like have you got the budget yeah to do what you need <laughs> yeah, to do yeah before you start telling me you can't pay for the logo mm-hmm. have you even got a budget for anything because you need to know like you say you've got to build your foundation of your business know how to pay your taxes know how to speak to people know how to have your communications pay your bills all the tools you need for the job then now you've invested in that the next phase is so who are you and why why should i come to you rather than Mm -hmm. the guy opposite you know what are you bringing to the table is it part of your personality your team your background your ethos you know that you're all vegans and 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 you're you're local or whatever it's that then then we look at the visualization side of it and so many people get that back to front and think oh 100 percent I'll start with the logo. <laughs> How do you speak to your students about that? Because you must see it. Yes. And because... <laughs> I just realized, again, you're, you're, you're making me realize things for the first time. I was like, how have I done that? I'm like, you know what I've done? I've shown them the logos I've made in years in the past where I did it in the opposite order. And then I show them now. And, and it's almost like, and now there's a, a big talk about like, do you even need one as a, a brander? Like if you are a brander, could you hurt yourself by having too much of a brand uh, where mm. a potential client might look at it and be like, ah, oh, that's a little, that's not my cup of tea. That's not the style I was looking for. They might not even contact you. So like we were talking about that the other day, which was kind of interesting. Um, but I just show them those, those mistakes and go, look, you, you don't, you sketching and making your logo is the last thing in this entire process right you do all the upfront work i even warn them at the beginning i go you're not going to be even sketching for like six days okay so put your (laughs) pencils down don't even yeah they're like don't even open your laptop because or or illustrator or anything because we're going to be we're going to be digging deep into what the brand is like the first thing they have to do is create a brand from scratch so we do that where they come up with the name the location of the business the slogan of the business the DNA, all those pillars, and then we, we'd start designing. And they freak out because they're like, I thought this was a d- design class. And I'm like, do you want a good portfolio piece or not? Like, that's, that's, that's as yeah. simple as it is, right? And, the, yeah. and then, it, then I'm like, the logo's going to be the easiest part because here's the thing. It, if you're not going to go to a client right now and be like, let me do a logo for you. If you do and start working, you're going to be throwing crap on the wall and waiting for something to stick. And that could take yeah. way too much time and what, wouldn't you want to be more focused in the five or six that you're going to show a client rather than the, you know, 200? Yeah. We have to be, we, let's face it, we also have to be efficient at our jobs too, right? So yeah. do all that work up front, then nail it and have a much more focused uh, first round and, and you find the success. I, and then I show them the success. The sh- I never thought I'd be the designer that shows a client two logos like and go like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like this is all you're going to get. Like, I hope, yeah. I hope I've walked you through this enough. And I'll show them. Then I'll show them something from like five or six years ago where I went through probably like 400 revisions of a logo that still turned out terrible because I did it the wrong way. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, that's, that's the thing I love is when you have that conversation with people. And, and, and it, like you say, even now, 
so many companies are now having to adapt Mm -hmm. and and they're not going to go back to normal yeah this is the thing is this the mentality i say a lot of companies now small you know the big ones have got the money but the smaller ones need to sit and think okay it's massively affected my business how do i come out of this so i've got this time now to think if i can get through this period how do i want to be seen when i come out you know maybe i was a very it was a very person, hands-on company. That's not going to happen. So how can I just tweak but not change massively? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean, right, go and reinvent yourself, come up with a new logo and a new look. I was really surprised, actually, this week. Mm-hmm. Like, Cadbury's came out and, and did a rebrand. And a, then there was another company, American company. C- is it CNN? Or a, a, some big American news company uh-huh. are, re- are going to be doing a rebrand. And it made me wow. start thinking: Is okay? Is this, is this the time? Is this yeah. the time when nobody's when nobody's doing business? Can, can we take this period to to refocus our brand and look at how we come out the other side? Was it launched, or were they? Did they just say they're go, going to go, they're going to do it? Uh, I thought there was a shot of a building in Times Square, and it could have been a mock up, but it was definitely one of the news TV interesting news channels, blue and white. It was okay. Um, but yeah, so it's like obviously it was in the works months, if not a oh, year ago, exactly, right? Yeah. So now you wonder about the timing of launching it, like, <laughs> yeah, right? like it's more of that's the question because you're right. Like I don't know if, um, especially in God, and every day just changes with with what's happening, and you might love a, a a branch of the news today and hate them tomorrow just because of what they're saying, let alone yeah. what their brand looks like. So I'd be like. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the camera thing, like you say, mm-hmm. it's not like they decided last week, oh, let's just tweak this a bit. This yeah. probably started, you know, what meetings back in 2018 or 2017, like what we're going to do. So, I, again, I think there's a lot to be learned for young designers yeah. to, when they see things like that, is go and research the story behind what they do. Because one of the things I like to talk to designers about when we talk about uh, Brow, I just wrote a couple down, is one when we when you've got it so kind of on and you've and you've made it is is when people refer to a thing by the brand name you're used to so yeah. for example if we're going to do the vacuum in we say go, can you just hoover around the living room oh really yeah <laughs> yeah we, we just say we say hoover can you hoover if someone says oh, oh, i just wow. need to hoover the living room it, it's hoover's a brand yes the vacuum cleaner is the tool yeah so and Photoshop, oh, I'm going to Photoshop it. You know, people just use that mm-hmm. as it's a verb, isn't it? But I think when a when a brand can can f- be the first thing it hits your brain when you think of something like coffee. I mean, if you say if you would sit and someone's give t- give them ten products, and they write the first brand name that comes into their head, a lot of people would say Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we have in the UK that I always thought was interesting how it changed was back in the day if something was made like to the finest class possible mm-hmm. you would say mate get that that is the rolls royce of shoes that is the rolls royce of mm-hmm. of drills that's yeah. the rolls royce of whatever rolls royce was the pinnacle of absolute perfection and success then all of a sudden everybody had a rolls royce yeah. <laughs> and, and it was it was no longer the prestigious brand now probably tesla is more prestigious than rolls royce in terms of quality but you maybe. wouldn't yeah but you wouldn't say it you wouldn't substitute no. it well did it, no. is it because 
you know, I love cars, and don't get me started on cars. So you you did, yeah. <laughs> but I think Rolls Royce has not is has it has the reputation still to this totally day. does but it's it but no one relates to the 99.999 percent no you know and even as a huge car fanatic if i had the money it'd be the last car in the world because i'd buy <laughs> so i think if you think about it it's it's brand uh appearance it's brand perspective has been lost over the last few years. And I think you hear a lot of people saying, like in, in, in the States sometimes, Cadillac was mentioned in that same thing. It's yeah. the Cadillac of this. And they, to be honest, you, you know, they haven't held on to that standard, so no one says that anymore. I think uh, now just golden might be the, the, the way to, to sub, supplement that. It's the gold standard, or it's the, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Now you're not risking uh, someone going, you know. Well, well, mate, I don't believe Rolls Royce is the the, the best example anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when people go, oh, dude, if for web hosting, it's like the GoDaddy he, website. Yeah. Sorry, he he shot one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for fun. Exactly. Okay. No, that. Yeah. yeah right. No, that. Uh, and and look how quickly a brand can be absolutely oh, yes destroyed. Oh, I wish I could remember. There was one the other day. Someone was talking about. a a brand that kind of had a dip and and kind of had to because we had we had one in the uk it was called ratner's mm -hmm. um and it was a jeweler shop and uh, i think it was charles ratner owned it and and but that's where people used to go and buy jewelry yeah you know you couldn't go to tiffany's you couldn't go to the high sure. end but Rat, ratner's was kind of well we can afford, go and afford to buy nice stuff and one day he came out he said oh i just i just sell cheap tat Wow, I, I, that's that's all I do. I just oh, sell no. to the people who can't afford that. Ratners just went out of business. Wow. Rat killed, killed the brand in one second. Instant, yeah. And and those are the things that like when I talk to people is you've got to protect what you build. Yeah, you've got to live by your. And the minute you don't believe in your own brand, it won't it won't survive. Yeah, it just won't survive because you don't believe in it. Yeah, and, and I, I'd give anybody this challenge if any young designers are looking for something to throw in their, their portfolio or whatever. We do a great one called Brand in Crisis, and the, the students have to pick a brand who has just gone through some turmoil, some bad press, uh, some major miscalculation, you name it, and help them get through it, changing, staying to the pillars, but changing the, the copy, changing the messaging in a way that's almost like, you know, I'm sorry, trust us again. So yeah. we've done like when Samsung had was having the big issue with their phones kind of blaring up. Look how fast yeah. we forgot about that, right? That I know. talk about good marketing. Volkswagen, when they went through their whole thing of lying about uh, uh, their miles per gallon with, the their, emissions, with their, yeah. uh, their diesels. Um, we have Chipotle. Yeah, do you guys have Chipotle? I know, but I know yeah. who they are. So yeah. Ch uh, yeah. QSR, Ch uh, I should call them qu quick casual restaurant. Sorry, uh, they had a bit of a, a issue, and they've ch flipped one hundred percent. So pe they know people's um, people's memory is pretty pretty low <laughs> nowadays. Like, right? They, <laughs> we're hor yeah, we're horrified for a second. Oh my god! Get on Twitter, and the next minute you're like, oh, I hate Starbucks. They don't pay their taxes. They're god awful. Yeah. Coffee. Oh, yeah. Starbucks, please. Yeah, yeah. And next day they're they're doing a selfie with a you know a, a yeah, almond with their name on the cup pumpkin spice with their arm. Yeah. yeah, pumpkin spice latte time. Forget everyone forgets about it. So <laughs> I just I I think uh, and 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 to be honest with you too, it's gonna be interesting to see how fast. When we get out of what we're going at now, 
what you know how i always look back and think of 911 and what did we learn and and things like that and and we all have it the the bombings with you that you guys have had and those those yeah. those terrible things you know you want to go on businesses as usual and you want but you don't want to forget you know and mm. what will we learn from this and i think what i'm talking to a lot of designers right now is what are we all observing right first of all in brands and what what's changing what's not and and when when everything's fine um how do we ask for people to come back to business how do we ask for people to feel comfortable with brands imagine the the, the theme parks and what disney's got to be doing you know yeah. to open their parks again and 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 cruise lines and air i mean did you i mean did you ever think this would happen that we'd be second guessing you know everywhere we go from this point on yeah it's it's madness. We just had uh, we just had a, th a think about over here. Like car sales are down ninety seven percent. Oh my god, it's that 97. bad. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes so, total sense. So as an industry, yeah, you're looking at it. Kind of what can what can some of these yeah. brands come out of? So talking about teaching, mm -hmm. Nick. Obviously, you being a mentor, you being a teacher. How are you kind of? dealing with that because i saw you did uh, adobe live the other day and i saw you post like we've just helped two we've just done a review of 243 <laughs> pieces of art 43 designers yeah man um, obviously it's something that's really important to you yeah. are, are you still kind of finding that uh, still a positive thing uh, oh gosh but not being able to sit in front of someone doing it online it's obviously people now want kind of want to use this time to to, to get good just like the whole working from home thing i think that the school at home uh if you're not embracing it 100 percent, like i you're missing out because trust me the night that we found out we were going to a virtual class i had uh, a guest in my class that night we were just vibing i saw who uh well no actually oh uh, no, no not that uh, one oh, okay dude, then, then, then the guest just lined up after, but I had a young guy out here based in, he's in Colorado. Uh, his name's Adam Vickerell. He's an incredible hand letterist and really, uh, he's been at crop a few times. Um, yeah. He came in Skype wise and cause he's not in LA and we had this great conversation and usually around that time of the semester is where you're really gelling with the students here. You know, I have 30 students in my class and then I run the student organization that is the, the group of kids that have a, a club and so there's okay. you, you, all of a sudden you're like you're naturally knowing everyone's name and we're having a great vibe and their their projects are just like oh they're just blossoming right they're looking so good then we get this news and it's like Wednesday it was the last day and then literally that Monday we're like uh, teach online guys that's here's a, that's the that's the, the the protocol and of course school gives us all these great tools and we have Zoom and Canvas and all these great things to be online but I've never really use them. I'm, I'm much more hands-on. I only have one class, uh, in addition to my, my business. So it's a perfect, just perfect balance, right? I, I, I'm much more one-on-one. -on -one. I'm, they can call, text, email me at any time and I'll help them. Um, so all of a sudden I was like, what do we do? And immediately, um, I realized I was going to need some help. I, I reached out to designers. I had a guest designer come every night from that point on, yeah. um, doing a workshop, teaching them something, making them feel like, you know, we had three hours each night where they forgot about 
the, com the, the conditions of what we were going through. They weren't watching the news. Um, their, their parents or their family were seeing them engaged in like, they, they got to see what they're, uh, they're not just artists. These were, these are marketing designers at a college. Like, I think I had mm. one student even say, my student, my uh, parent watched over their, my shoulder the entire class and just saw that money well spent, like she said. And I was like, wow. I'm like, okay, we were able to. That's a great, that's great, right? isn't it? We're, we were able to show that off. And I got to tell you, I, I just said at the very beginning, I, I, I want to turn this into a silver lining. I want it to be. Uh, we, we will ne we never have been forced to push ourselves into this situation with no other alternative, right? Just like anyone who's got to work at home uh, or yeah. school, uh, teaching, teaching at home. There was no other alternative. How to do it? You, ha you, couldn't, you couldn't walk away. So I'm like, I'm going to make this the best possible scenario we can. And the only, the only downside was the, the, the being in the same room. We just didn't have that. But everything else, we flourished. Um, we had them on for three hours each night. They stayed through. I had 30 students, three hours, glued in, participating. Students who never talk in class are now talking on Zoom. Who knew, right? That was, yeah. right? <laughs> and, um, and then when you bring in a guest, obviously, it's not just you anymore. It's like I'm, I'm a huge advocate for the fact that, like, don't listen to one opinion. Get as many as you can. And make your own, you know, your own decisions and your own opinions. So now they yeah. had all these other folks. And I started with my buddy Josh. I think you might know Josh Ariza. We had Matt Dawson. Yeah, we had Josh. Matt Dawson was the second to come online. Yeah. Michael uh, Fugosu came in. Bob, yeah, Bo Bob Ewing, Alex Ponce, Jordan Wilson, the Hood Sisters. We just That's a who's who dude, of great. It was like right nonstop, there. nonstop. <laughs> and then the best one was like I was emailing this dude back and forth. We were trying to figure something out. He calls me about 10 minutes before my class starts, and it's Aaron Draplin, and he's like, let's yeah. do it tonight. And I was like, in like 10 minutes? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, how are we going to do this? He goes, just let me in the Zoom room, and I'll take it from there. And, and he <laughs> did, and he disguised himself. And he, I did, eh? And he slowly – he had like three bandanas, two masks, a hoodie – sunglasses like two hats and one and all the students are like who the hell is this guy and he's not a student because we don't recognize you know and he did come in with he it said aaron james draplin on his thing and my students were like oh man nice try nick they're like you're you're who'd you get to like you know uh pretend, pretend. and he starts taking <laughs> things off and then they went i i wish i had a screen cap but every one of them just had a jaw drop oh. and he could not have been any better i've seen him in every one of his interviews i've got to meet him at, at max many times he was so gracious and so um it was it, he had his his normal self but then there was this part of him that was the heart that was like that was i've never seen before and boy the students what a uplifting thing if you so when you tell me when you ask me how is school going virtually i will tell you 1000% I, I i would continue this on if if we got to make have those random once a week meetings great but this is working this is 100% yeah. working for me and when i get like aaron particularly when i get to talk about aaron to designers mm -hmm. I get I get goosebumps sometimes when I talk about some of the things that have happened and and when I speak about him I say look if you're going to go and buy a book buy his book 
buy his book and read it cover yeah. to cover if we're going to talk about you want to be a standalone designer you don't want to work for a company you want to build a brand okay it's not going to happen overnight go and read this book because a lot of these people they put in years and years and years of you know crappy jobs and bad, yeah. bad opportunities but now you've got a guy who I was lucky enough. I met him at Max. Uh, got to know. Yeah. You know, I got the job of this. Dude. I, in fact, I remember you interviewing me at mm-hmm. Max, saying, "You know, what is your Max experience?" <laughs> like, well, I came to Max and got a job um, with the Street Graphics, and then you know, made friends with Aaron, and then get to stay at Aaron's house and hang out with him and all this stuff, and we've built a friendship. And and what I love about that, it with particularly with Aaron, is work ethic as well oh is that i think a lot of designers need to see like aaron says he goes i'm not just the logo designer i've got field notes i've got a book i go on the road i've got clients i've got multiple streams of revenue uh-huh. if one goes i'm gonna do okay i can bring i can bring a different one in you just move and you're moving the levers right yeah mm-hmm. but everybody you go to any conference and you see a bunch of designers in a room and what are they wearing ddc yep someone else's brand yeah desirability almost competitor in a in a way yeah. right you know not uh, not in, like you're, you're at that level in... but yeah <laughs> exactly that's what i love about the design industry now mm-hmm. is I, I said it over and over again is when you think 10 15 years ago nobody would share anything oh, no it was like totally. taking an exam at school and now we, we share we hug we give each other our own resources we make things we you know as designers we make things for other designers to use here's templates here's you know the yeah. hood sisters go oh here's some fonts here's some uh decks to show mm-hmm. your clients you know and aaron's doing his skillshare classes everybody's sharing now it's such a good community you, you can't really fail yeah you can yeah <laughs> but you shouldn't you shouldn't have to yeah a couple of things i wrote down because uh, it's like i'm oh, i don't want to forget that don't forget that um Talking about your student, well, no, actually, let's go back. Yeah. We're talking about the current time. I, I was saying this to my son yesterday. Um, I'd seen a couple of people posting, oh, I've, you know, I've taken up journaling, um, getting book and writing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought of an idea was, if you're a designer at the moment, a young designer, don't, don't journal about how you're feeling today, like my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Journal what, in your industry, every day, when you see the news or you're walking out write down brands that impacted you that day mm-hmm. or something around and why messaging and why, marketing and why, and why. Yeah, yeah why did it, and make notes of that and if you're out take a photograph of maybe how a shop's adapted how they've kind of changed their services to kind of keep going or whatever and that will be gold yeah when you come out of this, you because when you write it down, you remember it anyway. So yes. kind of writing it down is saves you forgetting it later. But I, I just thought I wish I'd done that at the start. That's a good idea. Like I, say. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is my, oh yeah, this was day one. I started with a journal, and, yeah. and I started, but then it got to my Thanks. my normal crap on day two. Yeah. So um, I, I was, I was, I was thinking that, but. I didn't uh, continue on with it. I think that you still can do it because now I think maybe more than ever, uh, now today would be the good day to start that because with things reopening and things uh, mm. almost blooming, now you're going to see those examples of what brands and people and everything are doing for the for the the pivot. Right now we're going we're switching, 
So maybe yeah. maybe it's still, you know, you could still do that idea, dude. Get it going. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the whole, as well, because like you said, the sharing, doing the online stuff, is that's another thing that's flourishing at the moment. It's like oh my people, God. Zoom, look at Zoom. Um, you know, are now the, the what people are, oh, let's Zoom later. I and know. it used to be Skype. What, isn't that the craziest thing? I guess it's Zoom's more enterprise and most people might have been using it business-wise and then to continue with working from home. Uh, it's got, obviously, it's got more robust features, but you're right, yeah. Skype just got kind of got like left aside. It was like, yeah, you know, um, and I noticed... You can go, go and stand over yeah. there with house party. <laughs> 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 and you, Zoom, Zoom, go, go to meeting are yes. over there waiting for you to have a chat. It's, it's your time on stage, Zoom, get out there. Uh, I, I, yeah. I noticed too even... Um, gmail and and google has now launched meet or not meet uh what is it it was on um i think it's called meet it shows up in your google uh email window now it says yeah new meet and it has start a meeting join a meeting so they've taken google hangouts and turned it into like a zoom free zoom competitor which is kind of interesting that came fast so talk about a a brand pivoting pretty quickly exactly you know um for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy dude but that's the kind of stuff you kind of we need to see and remember because it is that products fading and new products coming in and people having their moment in the sun and whether they kind of grow and stay there and you know like house party went through that oh that's the app that everyone's going to do and then all of a sudden there's this whole news about house parties hacking it's open and and then house party come out and said we'll give anyone a million dollars who can prove it that's what they did wow I didn't yeah, know. some somebody's dropped bad news about us Good. because they want to hurt our brand. We will give a million dollars to whoever can tell us where it came from because we can prove that it's not us. Good for them. See, that's did and no one proved it. I'm assuming no one's proved okay. it. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's the same wow. guy who's, who's offered a million dollars to anybody who can prove he's a ghost. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he's still he's still got his million dollars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love or, it. Or yeah. a shot of a UFO in focus. Yeah, oh, of, co- of course, right? It's always digitized and yeah. kind of uh, cloudy. Exactly. Because <laughs> every, time, every time, I know it's something to do with design, but every time you see, if you were out in your backyard and you saw an unidentified flying object, at what point do you ever think, I'm going to make this out of focus and I'm going to stand and film it and shake yeah. my phone left and right? <laughs> that'll, make it look, that'll make it look authentic. That'll make it look authentic, yeah. No one can see it. Um, right, I, one more thing I want to oh, talk yeah. about, um, which is the thing we have in common. Yeah. Um, apart from we're both awesome in our 50s <laughs> and graphic designers. Uh, podcasting. Yeah. So, obviously, I got to know you through podcasting. I knew Deeply Graphic. Um quite unusual to see a podcast uh with a booth at an event such as adobe max yeah. which was another thing and i walked by a couple of times because at that point i wasn't podcasting but i was listening to a lot and we only started two years ago so podcasting had my interest because i don't like being on camera i pr- i actually enjoy the podcast side of it from from speaking to people yeah but it's help it helps with confidence 100 percent. at that at that point at adobe max which would have been for us 2017, because I think that it was, was Vegas. the first year after I got the job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how long had you, because I know you said you joined them mm-hmm. then. How long 
had you been with them at that point and and like how big is deeply graphic yeah. in terms of episodes and and, and it's own oh brand? sure i think at that point I'd, it had been four or five years that i'd been on the show because it's been like seven and i'm thinking and that was like three years ago um yeah. and we have we're, we're in the 200 range we go of episodes we do it every other week we're like a two a month that's kind of our contracted thing with our sponsors in a way and it's yeah. we feel it's good timing for all of us that do it um just when you're like you're like you finish one you might we might come up with the idea a few days you know how it is like coming up with the idea for what the next one is and i feel like if it was any more or any less of a time frame uh our topics would get a little either blurry or watered down mm. you know uh so it allows us to really do that and uh and then just that was the first time we tried anything uh live because at the time, I'd gone to Max the year prior to that, and I realized that I was like, where else can you get the captive audience of people that are, one, probably already listening, so we get to meet some listeners, and then a huge amount of people that could be potential new listeners. And, yeah. and that's how we've, we kind of positioned it to Adobe, and we gave them some, some really good content uh, in episodes, and that was a great kind of like bartered thing you know it was like hey we both benefit from this and it was really really something and and it got me thinking all of us thinking differently about how the what, what the podcast can live in other areas it could be you know we've we've experimented with some other stuff granted i i wish we, we all three of us had the time to maybe put more into of live events and other stuff were in different cities. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know about, do you live in the same town or city where you're So we hosted? live about, we live about 45 miles apart. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm in Swindon, he's in Oxford. We're, we're less than an hour from okay. each other. So if you were to yeah. do something, there's a great possibility. So we, yes, we used things yeah. like when we went to Adobe, when we went to, How, we went to, one year we all, the three of us went to How Design in Chicago. Um, and now with the, L, the with Max being mostly in LA, we've been doing it here, and we'll try to take advantage and do like a meetup and other things like that. Um, I, I think there's such a neat thing because in all of these things, when it comes to anything you do, uh, an online class, uh, even classes like what I do, coming to online uh, or physical podcasts, all these great things, speaking, uh, p seeing people talk at conferences. The more we each do it, the better. Like, I don't think you ever get to a point where you're no longer a, an attendee. Like, you still want to go and, like, and be a sponge and, and just listen to people and learn. And then also, we are, wherever you are on the spectrum, you're, you're helping someone behind you and you're, you're learning from someone in front of you, you know, all the yes. time, all the time. And so it's made for a really good uh, relationship with them. And uh, this year, I, it looks like it's going completely online, Max. Uh, I think it was just announced yesterday. Yeah. The, weird, the, we, the site went, came down, though, after, which so I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they spilled the beans too fast or something. I don't know. Um, that will be it. I think it was, in a, it was inevitable. Yeah. I think it, it, October now, it might seem a long time away, but it's, it's, it's really close in terms of the way people are behaving. And for an event that needs 15... Oh, my... Although we always joked, every day you're at max, the attendance goes up yeah. by about 2,000. <laughs> so we always joked on the last day, how many people are at max? You go, about a million. million. <laughs> yeah. At last count, I believe, yeah, 1.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I love the pod... I love what I've loved about the podcast inside is uh, the fact that... 
I mean, I just made I just made some notes about the first time you were a guest. Mm-hmm. I think is funny is when you're 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 doing oh. something, and then the first time someone asks you to be the guest. Yes, that that was that was quite a me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and I really enjoyed it, but I I enjoy the process because, like I say to so many people, we're so busy uh, that if you if I just I mean I know you'd probably say yes, but if I was like, hey Nick, do you just want to chat? It'd be like, oh, can we do it? Or can we? But when you turn it into a podcast format, it, there's just something about it that makes it more uh, kind of more valuable. You've agreed on it. Um, it's like one on one time. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully <laughs> you've cleared your schedule of other stuff, right? Like, yeah, that's obviously. But you're, yeah. When else do you know? When when else is it that that concentrated and that good? Like, um, maybe that's why I think that's why they're 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 so great. And and um, I listen to ones. The only ones I really listen to are really out of design. I don't know about you. I, 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 I kind of like. Oh yeah. You know, I, I listen. All my friends like you. All my friends who've got podcasts. It's like. I don't actually listen to all of those podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to the odd one if it's maybe a guest I like True. or subjects I want to know about. Yes. But I, I made a graphic and put it on Instagram yesterday that was just um, share your favorite podcast. And then I put in the notes, I don't mean write your favorite podcast in the comments. I mean, go and get the show graphic, go into your social media post the graphic and say hey check out this podcast because people aren't commuting i know i'm listening to less so if i'm listening to less podcasts because i'm not driving 24 hours a month going to work so help help your favorite podcast out and when i did the graphic i was going through i put my own in then i realized the next one was like the office lady (laughs) the two girls then it was uh zach braff and uh donald Faison from scrubs talking about the episodes right there were three football three football ones then there was uh id id 10t Uh, just that they were all non-design podcasts Mm -hmm. And I think that's still healthy. But now someone said there was a stat the other day. There's either a million podcasts now or we're very close to it. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But what a format that suddenly blossomed from, you know, when the iPod came out. And that's how it's got its name podcast. That The fact it's grown to you go on iTunes now, the Every everyone and the the world and his brother has got a podcast. Yeah. Every celebrity's got a podcast. Every genre yeah. has got a, has got multiple podcasts. That now it's kind of the Netflix of radio. <laughs> we binge yeah. listen. I wish the the celebrities would get out of it. Get, stick to your yeah, stick, no. stick to your own media. Jeez, man. Yeah, stop talking to each other. <laughs> exactly. And get and getting <laughs> sponsors that you spend the first fifteen minutes talking about how much you like a mattress. Yeah. and, and underwear and pajamas and. I didn't, I didn't come here for that. And and, to, but, and they talk about something that was, I think the, the office one and some of these retrospective ones are really great because yes, it is behind the scenes, good stuff. If you were a fan of the show, but that's the other thing that grinds me. I'm like, and you're build you're basing a podcast off of something that was 15 years ago. It's like, it's like yeah. new, something new, please. You know, but I get it. I get it. That's just me griping. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, I know what you mean. But, but it, those, those two, uh, the only, I mean, in fact, I will say one thing, the office ladies, uh, I, I, I can listen to it. I don't necessarily. I think there's something about the style they do it. They keep repeating oh, each other. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and the the Zach Braff and Donald Faison one is good because I love Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. But they, I, their show feels like someone went, guys. You know the Office ladies are doing a thing. You guys could do this. Yeah. When should we do it? Can you start tomorrow? 
yeah, do we have to watch the episodes? You kind of do. <laughs> All right, we'll watch the first one. And then you can hear it. They're, like, they're not as invested in it, but it's like, this is going to make money. We can get sponsorship. Let's put it out. Yeah. So it, like like anything. And I, I love... I love the hassle and and the crap. I posted a graphic yesterday about you know what. So what is a pod? You know what is doing a podcast? I made the list of all the things we have to do, and it isn't just us two sat down. You know, I spent an hour today going through all your websites, yeah, reading, gotcha. going on YouTube, yeah. seeing what you've done, and and I love that. A now I get to talk to you as a friend, yep. which is how I refer to you. Yeah. Even though we only met a couple of times, I feel like you're a friend. Yeah, hundred percent. I've got, I've got, I've got. I've got to read all about you today and, and it's educated me. I've got to talk to you, it's educated me. And the other thing I love that I just kind of want to finish off because we've been going for an hour, um, the friends we've made in this industry totally. doing what we do. Yeah, dude. When you were just rattling those names off, three years ago, four years ago, just before I joined Astute Graphics, <clears throat> I didn't know a lot of them. Yeah, um, that was fa- it was fast. It's been gr- the last three years, man. It's that yeah. transparency you said earlier. It's when um, and and it's a it's a camaraderie. Like when, thank God, uh, the events that we go to, um, like you coming all the way here, is great. I've gone to ones obviously f- further away too, and it makes it's so much. Um, there's so much reward in it. But plus, what social media allows us to do is stay in touch. Like we are almost like coworkers or colleagues at at a company, and uh, yeah. with people showing that transparency and not afraid to do it, all of a sudden there's a deeper connection to these people because we know how they do it or what they're, what they, what they call their secret sauce and all that other stuff. Now it's just great friendships. You're totally right. It is more than ever. It's like a a community. I've, I've now, I've always loved the design community as in a whole of what it is, but really the last three years that i've been at astute where i've listened to more design podcasts i've i've lucky enough that for 10 years now i've been 90 percent of the events i go to are all in america i'm lucky enough i can travel and come over yeah first five years was networking finding my feet the second five years has been kind of being established and people knowing who i am and the last three years has just been, you know, you walk into a room and Rob Zilla hugs you, then Aaron Draplin hugs you, then the Hood Sisters hug you, and then Mama's damn Nick at Mama's Sauce hugs you, and uh, Dan, St- you know, and then you walk around, you kind of firing off your finger guns because you yeah. know everybody. Like, and that's and how I spotted like, you out at, at Crop. You were doing the gun yeah. thing. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. I was walking and why do I, and, like, and, I, and why do I know him? <laughs> yeah, why is an Englishman firing guns? Does he? <laughs> oh, he wants to feel at home. Yes. Right? <laughs> But it is, it's so nice that you can go to an event and you just feel like you've gone to like what Mike was going to do with Creative South this year, uh, the family reunion. It is like every time I go to an event that I still have a little pinch me moment because I, you know, I think it's a British thing. We're too polite to think we're anything better than, (laughs) than where we are, but I still get a kick out of it. I don't fanboy over anyone because I'm very much a, we're all people doing something we're good at. Yeah. But I've so much respect for what people do in this industry. And you're now. you're doing the same thing though. You are bringing people together who might not have ever met. And you're when you become like a hub, I think that's when it's like full circle, right? Because you're still meeting yeah. people from other folks, and I always love that. You know, I just said to Matt Dawson the other day that our portfolio review that we just had last last week, 
out of the 50 or 60, I'd say 11 of those people all came via meeting um, them at Crop. Oh, wow. And, and it's pretty yeah. remarkable. And reaching out and keeping that, like you're saying, almost keeping a, a, a connection through social and those, those random little like, likes and comments here and there, keep the conversation, keep the friendship alive. So when they need to reach out to you or vice versa, it's an instant yes, right? Yeah. Everyone I, and, and now the beauty is I get to see them meeting my students, my students connecting with them. And then I see one of them chiming in on when a student pro posts something and they're getting not only a like, but a comment from one of like their design heroes. Holy crap. That, that makes oh. me just so happy. And it, it's, and it's beautiful. It's just an incredible thing to see. And that's, so if that was another silver lining that's come out of this, because now everyone was much more available to join us because of the current situation, I'll take it. Mm. I'll take it. Cause we, we took full advantage of it. hundred percent. Yeah. When we come out of it, that's the funny thing is when we come out of it, we know that we're going to like be hugging. We know we're going to be hugging twice as hard and twice as much you know, than we should. I'm so glad you said that. Because we like, missed our friends. Sometimes I think like, I'm like, it, it is that kind like, that's me. That's who I am as a person. Yeah. And I was just saying that to someone the other day is like, look at how we've just become as a society. Like you can go anywhere now and, uh, and, and if it's a friend, a colleague, whatever, it's never even a, a handshake anymore. It's always a hug, right? It's always that. It's like a family thing. And I just, that's the one thing I was like scared about this whole thing. Are, you know, is, is, is that, are we going to lose any of that? And I'm here to tell you, you won't lose it with me. <laughs> and I know, no, I know no. we ain't losing it with you. So again, yeah. right? Like why, I can't wait for that, dude. I just can't wait for the next uh, meetups. I can't wait for the next, just traveling to another city. I, I, you know, I, I, I travel a lot and I miss, I've been missing oh, I that. Traveling. I've been I had just, the last thing I was able to do was Italy prior to all this. So wow. uh, we were there at, at the end of the year, last year, um, and families still do, all our families doing great and everything. But it was, you know, it, it dawned on me. I remember when I came back, I was like, wow, that was a full on international trip. And it felt like I was going to Vegas. You know, it, it, yeah. it's so, travel is, you know, it, it, it's in a nutshell. It's just it, it's just a going to a different place and seeing you know the people you love and you want to be around with. And for me, it was so I'm so glad we were able to throw get that in there. And we had a huge family reunion. It was awesome. Um, so now I'm sitting here going, God, man, I just want to go to Palm Springs. I want to go to San Diego, and that's only an hour away from me, and that's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I and I love as well that we're we're all in this together. <laughs> And then something the other day that happened, which was, um, you know, Creative South got cancelled, then Crop got cancelled. Then all of a sudden, Andrew goes, well, I'll do it online then. Unbelievable. And he does cancelled con, and then you get like 50 designers in a heartbeat. All American, I might add. There was no international <laughs> flavour there. I'd, <laughs> I'd like the second one to include some international flavour. All right. You um, got to put that in. Get that what, in. Yeah. Oh, dude. But what 100%, I thought was great. Why not? Yeah. Was... Yeah, like 50 people immediately want to help him and take time out of their day. And I know he worked, like, I, oh, I, I've spoken a couple of podcasts about him saying, you know, the work he put in, the hours he put in. But it was so great that all these designers were like, what do you need? What do yeah. you need from me? And just back to and back. It was like a telethon. Back to back. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It, that's it. That's I told him he's got to dress, dress up like Jerry Lewis or something weird or something <laughs> yeah. like and, and And he's the perfect person for it. You know, like, it's... It was it was amazing to see what he you, it, 
it's very much like when, what's happening now, and I'm sure you guys see it on anything being broadcast on TV, everybody from their home and, and whatever. And to think that he just did it from one room and yeah. connected the world. And at one point, it was, it was trending on, tw- on Twitter on that Saturday. Yeah. That's, that's just remarkable. Um, and again, perfect opportunity there to say, when the timing is right, when the planets align, strike. And, and that's exactly what he did and it was like a week and a half of planning and it happened like kudos right it's just great yeah and there'll be um, and and any blip anything that was going to go wrong everybody accepted that fine yeah we're here if you if you if that screen went black for half an hour people would still don't worry exactly for it to come back on yeah and then as soon as it come on dude we've got yeah what do you need can we help and and that as a i don't know whether i'm i'm out of turn speaking about the photography community I do, I do think there's a definite difference between the design and photography community, and I'd, I'd like to see them work together more because uh, having worked in both, I do see a different kind of mentality that I hope that any photographers listening mm-hmm. who have heard us speak so passionately and animately, on, on if they could see us, we're like arms are going yeah. everywhere and smiles and head shaking, is t- take some of what we've said and think of your fellow photographers or, or any business, creative business you're in. Think of the people around you because they're going through it as well. Yeah. And collectively, we'll come through it. But on our own, we'll find it hard. So if you can help someone, if you've got a skill and you know you can see that someone's brand or social or something just needs a bit of work and you specialize, just reach out and help them because this will all pay back. This will all come back. It, and it will. As a community, we'll be much stronger. You're going to be remembered so much if you just like, just, I think social media is the perfect avenue for any creative to hit up a business and say, can I help you design something better? Can I help you with better photography? Can I uh, get help you with SEO and, and all that other stuff? Like whatever your, your offering is, reach out, help, you know, that's, that's a perfect example. I, I'm seeing what brands have to do because they have to, the owner of the company is probably doing social media for them now. Right. Yeah. As opposed to the, the person he was maybe paying monthly for it that he could, can't afford anymore. So drop that person a note or just send them. Uh, I've been doing, I've just been sending them something and saying, here, take it or leave it. Use it if you want. It's a graphic for mm. Cinco de Mayo. Try it. And boom. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. No, that's perfect. Well, look, Nick, I, I could, I, I, every, every, ever since Glenn's, because uh, Glenn's doing another project at the moment, so I'm picking the podcast. Uh, every single podcast I've done since I took over has been an hour and a half. See, you're, you're, you're a talker, dude. They're all going, yeah, they're all, they're all going out. They're all going out. But I've got, I've got this time with these guests and I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, stay there. Don't go. I'll be, ro- I'll be Rose and you're Jack. There you go. <laughs> There's your graphic. Um, yeah, but no, Nick, thank you for your time. I really appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, dude. Absolute pleasure talking to you. Th- and, this is just the uh, beginning of wait. much more to come, man. For yeah, both exactly. Of us. And I can't wait to see a big man hug when we There do. you go, buddy. I don't care. Let the germs sort it out themselves. <laughs> Screw it. I don't care. Yeah. No, And no mask. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so um, I'll put some links to your stuff online for people Excellent. to come and find you like social media and that but you know Nick thank you very much like stay safe you too Dave and, thank uh, you very uh, much when man. we come out of it we'll see you soon cheers cheers buddy